Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride Pride the the Podcast. Podcast. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. I'm literally gonna quit my job right now. I'm emailing HR right now. I'm done. Yeah, some people really are. Yeah, no, I, no, I know, and I'm one of those people. I, yeah, it, it me, it me, it, it me. really, it really is me. Hi guys, hello everyone. Hi, Welcome brand to new episode. Pride the podcast. It is Pride Month. Hi. It is Pride Week. It is Pride 365. Thank Pride you for today. tuning in. Shout out to Rehab Entertainment for being just amazing friends to us and welcome to the pod here we are i am mr Braden bradley i'm adam andrew rios i'm daryl anthony and i'm ashley mitchell now let's get into some hot topics hot topics <laughs> hot topics i love it um well yes so great resignation let's talk about that about what about what? great resignation beyonce is like new single that she's dropped is like really making people not that the great resignation wasn't already a thing but beyonce is is inspiring people to recalibrate their lives Mm -hmm. think about what their passion is like maybe change careers maybe move homes maybe just like reset but people also need to be mindful beyonce is rich so she can do things like that right and so don't get beyonce have not caught up right because beyonce <laughs> is not going to pay your bills no she's not um, her bills are paid i think it's great <laughs> i think that beyonce coming out you know i feel like it's been a big education at least what i've seen on twitter of how house music began and a lot of people are like oh beyonce has this weird sound and it's like house music was created by african-american people like black, black people we created house music so i think it's really interesting that people think it's such an interesting sound i think it's fair to say it's an interesting sound for beyonce maybe yeah. but it's yeah. not a, it's, a, a, it's not a sound that she shouldn't be singing you know the queen of bounce big frida let me tell you something she is on that and she's great and then mm-hmm. sampling robin s like all, so it's it's all there and obviously drake had his album come out so i think it's really good that uh, we're seeing these artists who are very well known educate the masses on house music drake's album is really good mm-hmm. it's a whole vibe Actually, I just don't understand why artists launch these albums at midnight because I'd be sleeping. I know, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. I listen to Drake's <laughs> on the way. Like, can you launch an album at like 9.30 a.m.? Why? You're still sleeping. Okay, 9.45. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, breakfast time. It's like the, this is the same thing that happened when Ariana dropped. Um, oh, God. Who? Uh, Ariana Grande. Oh. Drop Dangerous Woman. Is that the name of the album? No. Yeah. That yeah. is the name of the album. Yeah. Is it mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. The one where it was very R and B heavy, and everyone was like, "What is this? Like, ugh, I don't like this. This is this is an Ariana that I know." 
It's like, okay, well, shut up. Well, here it is. What was the album that? after Dangerous Woman? I think that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it was, um, oh, shoot. Thank you. No, it was be- in between Dangerous Woman and Thank You Next. I got you right now. Yes, please. Oh, something happening in your ear. Producers are telling in your ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, positions. Oh, yeah. position. Oh, sweetener. Sweet. Oh, sweetener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that Ariana, but you know, I felt like even if you watched her on Sam and Cat, <laughs> um, she had that sound then. She she did, you know, that kind of music. And I think that artists are allowed to change up their music. You know, Taylor Swift made a change to that real country sound that she had from being yeah, something a little bit more yeah, alternative. Yeah, and it, it was good. I, I like that. And I think the artist should continue to, because you can like, get pigeonholed yeah and and you know music is universal like we've talked about many times on this podcast and you can always learn and grow and bring a whole different crowd to your music so i'm excited but brayden i'm excited for us to hear it in a gay club i can't wait to be spinning around yes i can't wait for you to hear that as well you'll be right beside me spinning no probably with spinning and grinning with a pool stick more than likely no, 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 no. I'm too old to be doing that. But Saturday night was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's a good way to do things. Right, right. Um, right. So speaking of people breaking rules, Ezra Miller. Oh, my um, God. He is at it again. I have a lot to say. So he has reportedly been housing three children in a gun-filled farm. Uh, video footage have found and him in the firearms in the living room and a one-year-old baby reportedly had a bullet in its mouth. Um, so this comes... But they ain't gonna take his kids away. So, <laughs> right. And I'm sure if he gets in any kind of movie, he'll still be able to go to the academy. I'm just like, why did it take so long for us to like... Like, I feel like, what, this is like the fifth or sixth time that mm. people are like, Ezra Miller choking somebody out. Ezra Miller, like, has a baby gun farm. Like, right. what are we actually talking about? Like, shut this down. Who <laughs> is... Down. Ezra Miller. That I asked that like five you, podcasts you ago. Did. When we were discussing his they're, other bullshit. Well, he's the flash. A little the flash. He is the flash. The flash. And that is a superhero. Also in Harry Potter and the Harry Potter. Not Harry Potter. Uh, Fantastic Beast and, and, the, and what are we doing now? Yeah, uh, the perks <laughs> that was going to be my next question. What are we doing now? Uh, right. The perks of being <laughs> a wallflower. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a great book. Yeah, so he was in all of those. So Ezra Miller is a, a pretty indie kid. Yeah, he's he's pretty well known. He's also in a band. Uh, let it be known, Ezra Miller and his people actually did reach out to want to come onto the podcast. It's in our email, and I was gonna respond, and he got in a lot of trouble, and I was like, I'm not gonna respond to this, but that did happen. Oh, uh, we should respond. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's have them on the box. Well, I don't let's know. Let's talk if, about it. Well, and <laughs> yes, yeah, well, we we definitely should. But listen, speaking of guns, Brayden, let's give us an update. What's going on with the Supreme Court and guns? Because you know, our governor Kathy Hochul said that we're gonna stop guns from coming in New York and being a problem, especially what happened in Buffalo. So, I know you have an update on that. I do, as the designated lawyer on the panel, yeah. the honor, the honorary Funny. lawyer, the honorable Brayden Bradley, the honorable. I cannot believe that to this day. Um, I will just give you an update that there are more guns in the United States than there are people. Yeah, pretty much all I got to say. Just kidding. So, <laughs> New York has. Um, this was years ago. 
when New York put forth this law that um, people who owned guns, you had to have like a normal background background check because according to the Second Amendment, when they when the fucking fathers wrote the Constitution, they said anyone who is at home is allowed a gun to provide self-defense for them and their family. Sure, fine. So now that it's like, what, 237 years later, we don't, we have more than a musket. We have AR-15s, we have pistols, we have rifles, we have all of this shit. Mm -hmm. So now that Kathy Hochul has come in and on the heels of what happened in Uvalde and Buffalo, has like made it a little bit more stricter in terms of background checks when it comes to uh, war type weapons. The Supreme Court, which leans conservative, which the ruling today was 6-3 in the favor of the conservatives, said, no, we're turning down this new New York rule. We have to upheld the Constitution, which says, according to the Second Amendment, you can have a gun no matter what. So Kathy's argument today when she was speaking at City Hall was just what I said. It was like, we don't have, our guns just aren't muskets anymore. Our guns are war-type machinery. Yeah. So if the founding fathers were alive today, they wouldn't have written the Constitution. They wouldn't have made the amendment to reflect this because we are literally, as Americans, killing other Americans. So mm-hmm. Mayor Eric Adams, Kathy Hochul, the whole New York like government leadership was on a tour today trying to tear it down. And unfortunately, because the Supreme Court does lean conservative, it looks like this law, which has been, again, upstanding for the past, I don't know, 30 years, is going to get like taken away. And so anybody can have a gun. And so they brought up the fact, like, what about New York City? Like, what about Times Square? Can anybody who wants to go into Times Square have a gun and do whatever they want with it according to the supreme court's backlash the answer is yes anyone yeah. can go to times square basically and- allowing open carry without permits open carry open carry to the fact that you can open carry an ar-15 and do right. whatever you want with it so that's what so was we're exacerbating struck- our problem exactly so that's what the supreme court struck down was that our like the ability to like control pretty, you know, yeah yeah and so now everybody can just open carry. But I'm just like, what's the end goal here for like the conservative side that's trying to- The NRA is the most major donor to the Republican party. Mm-hmm. And the NRA is manufacturing mass weapons of destruction, which Republicans call guns so yeah. that they can sell them and make a profit for them. And unfortunately, our congressmen who are Republican, our senators who are Republican, their constituents in the small towns, in the gun-wanting worlds of this nation, vote for them. And they're not going to get voted unless they agree with the NRA. It's a very cyclical thing. And if they push their agenda, they're not going to get the check. That makes, I mean, that makes my skin. Yeah, it's all about the check. I was watching um Trevor Noah, and it's just like, you know, we have this war on drugs and put all these resources to stop drugs, but we do nothing with guns. And it's like, literally, you can't go and keep refilling a, a prescription that a doctor gave you. You can't do that. But you can go back as many times as you want to go buy a gun. 
Well, to your point, Ashley, you can, when it comes to opioids, you can do that. And Republicans are like, yeah, sell the opioids. Yeah, that's how people get addicted. Right. Yeah. Let's get, let's get our citizens addicted to drugs. Let's get our citizens addicted to guns. Let's get our citizens addicted to killing. As long as we can kill everybody else, we as white cis men will remain in power. Whatever lines the pocket. That's what, so that's what, the, that's kind of why I'm over here kind of like absorbing all this because mm-hmm. that's what exactly it is, right? And they're like, if we can get rid of <clears throat> all the black people, all the Hispanic people, all the Asian people, all the all the white people, trash people, all the white trash people who actually have a brain. If we can get rid of the, which is weird to say, but they if don't. we can get rid of those people, then we we'll can stay in power. Stay in power, and that's that's literally what they're doing. Yeah, they and, lie. They, this yeah. is all about power. Want to keep us sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but well, you have to think like long term. It's like <clears throat> if everybody has power, then nobody has power. Right. Right, and so that's whatever, what they're afraid of a glimpse of like any like POC coming into power. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to shut that shit down. Yeah. Look at Atlanta. And that's why Look Mitch McConnell is so fucking ugly. He's disgusting. No, I meant physically just ugly, but also like that too. Yeah, no, he looks like a turtle that's dried up and like whatever. But speaking <laughs> speaking of which, to, to talk about that, I wanted to ask Adam something because you kind of informed me the other day about Uvalde and what they're like discovering because it's looking like the police might have actually had something to do with killing there, kids. Yeah, so now the police, like the Uvalde like school police or whatever are now no longer um, the chief police at school. Yeah. He has resigned, yeah. Well, he was put on administrative leave, I believe it was. But uh, anyway, so now they're not like participating with their investigation because they don't want anything to get out because the the theory is that more kids were shot by police than the actual shooter, and so they don't want that information getting out because it's already a huge shit show. Right. So if this came out, it would just be like, oh, well, do you well, think we can't really trust anybody? Well, do like, you think that that's why they're in a rush to demolish the school? Like they're like, let's demolish the school right now because as long as that school stands there's possibility for evidence and stuff. And listen, the kids who survived and the kids who lived, they're starting to talk. And they're starting to now come to a place where they're like, yo, we were screaming for help and nobody came. Yeah. And so like they're, and, and they were like, we could hear oh. people outside the door and they just wouldn't come help. Yeah, us. and now it's come out and, that the yeah. doors were actually weren't locked and that police never even checked the doors um, because they didn't want to go in because they feared for their lives, which is whatever it was more so it's like what, the what's the that, point of the oath what's more concerning is the people who are defending them and saying well like, that's what's the point of the oath that's also what's the point of the oath when you take political office yeah. it's all about your image you don't give a fuck about the public you just care about how you look period mm-hmm. lives can be given away it's it's disgusting yeah i mean we're seeing that in these january 6th hearings Okay, shall we shift gears? <laughs> well, let's take well, a quick break. Yes. <laughs> refill, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss what's going on. All that. Yeah. Yes. All right, so we'll be right back. Outside. You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. And we're back. And we're back. back. Okay, let's rewind six months ago. 
<laughs> January 6th, this motherfucker actually incited an insurrection, which has never been done in the history of the United States. Am I wrong? You're, not that I can recall. Not, not that I can recall. And apparently Vicky Gumlinson was there, but we'll get to that. Wait, Vicky was there? Apparently, I'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, so all of this shit is unfolding in front of the American public. And also, a lot of shit is unfolding behind the scenes where the American public can't even see it. So apparently, Trump had been inciting this insurrection days before Mm -hmm. January 6th, which means rallying the troops, which means spreading his, like, vile defamation bullshit on Twitter and <laughs> basically just like telling every people overthrow the capital, mm -hmm. which in layman's terms means betrayal to yeah. your country, I guess. Yeah. So Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, who are devout Republicans, who also voted to impeach Trump, are leading this um, trial the on the committee. They're leading this trial. And they're doing a great job, I must say. And they know, like when the primaries come up, they know that they are probably not going to get reelected because their constituents pretty much lie on the side of evil, AKA Trump. Right. But they're doing the Lord's work. They're doing the country's work, saying that we're going to stand by the constitution. We're going to stand by democracy and we're going to call out evil when it is evil. Mm -hmm. so a lot has happened in the past few days there's a new documentary that's come out where they interview trump they interview ivanka they interview um what's that cunt's name don jr they also interview ivanka um it's it's on the basis of like proving it's on the when they were filming it, it's discovery plus when they were filming it it's like supposed to be glorifying the trump campaign or whatever but now, in retrospect, it's all coming out as negative press, negative. Comments. I know Don Jr., he got all that booger sugar, so I know that he's going to be in real bad shape. Everybody's just catching up to what we already knew. Right. But they're still going to even paying attention. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just not looking good. But then I'm also like, it's never looked good for him. And he's always come out Scott clean. We, we, right. we literally impeached him twice. Yeah. Twice. Right. And that still wasn't enough because it's just like, like this. And even back then in impeachment, that was criminal. This is extreme criminality. But like, what's going to happen? I hope something happens. Um, I don't know. This is looking, and this is just according to Sonny Hostin. This is looking like a really strong case against the former disgraced, twice disgraced president. But my worry is one, if he does get convicted, will that just like rile up his base even more? Of course. Yeah. Or at least part of it. Like, Regardless of what more violence. As like, more, yeah, as more things come out, he he loses more and more people. Like there are those people that are ride or dies and will always just like it doesn't mm. matter what comes out, it just they just buckle down. But you know, he'll some I, people will come to their senses. I have seen few. some people say, like, to speak out, and they're like, Listen, 
I'm fucked up. I, I've seen some people say that, but again, like I should say, some people are resting on their laurels. They're like, nah, not my guy, not my guy. Y'all are making y'all making woke material. Like they think that everything. I wish that we would that those Republicans would learn the definition of woke. Because when I, I went into Lightyear, not, not shift in too many years, but I went into Lightyear expecting to see, I don't know, a sex scene between two. I don't know what I was expecting to see, but the way that they put it out there, they were like two in Lightyear, in the movie Lightyear. Oh, yeah. They, like yeah. what I was saying is because they've taken the word woke and they're like, they try to apply it to everything. They say like, everything that the left do is so woke. And going into that movie, the way that they- The, the new Buzz Lightyear movie? Yes, yeah. yes. The, the, you know, the- the one Black you saw. Lesbian. Yeah, but did they talk about being woke? Because exactly, Brayden, we don't think it's woke, but the lesbian it's life. Yeah, the, the his best friend Hawthorne, who passed away in the beginning, she was with a woman. Yeah. So, yeah, the, yeah. so the Republican Party. Lisa Oduba. The, yeah, but the Republican Party has been speaking out and saying like that movie's trying to be woke and spread propaganda to our children. Oh my, I didn't know that. That's fucked up. I thought it was it's just normal. It got banned, it got banned. banned somewhere. I, I, yeah. I don't want to say where because I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it got banned because of that. They, they didn't even show anything. She just says like, oh yeah, this is my wife. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Buzz was yeah. like, I would love to meet her one day. Like that was it. No, and then they, sh- they, they shared, shared a, a kiss. Oh, they did share. A that's kiss. what I think. Good for happened. them. I kiss, right, I kiss. I kiss people all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's what. Uh, yeah, that's what they're up and arms. You know, I'm so sick of this. But side note: Lightyear was a really good movie. I cried and cried and cried because it was so beautiful. It was so good. Socks definitely stole the show. Okay, so I want a socks. I already have two motherfucking cats, but I want a robotic one as well. And his name has to be Socks. It's just, yeah, it definitely does. I was looking for another news note on that, but it, it they really have to be, it, it, we can't, like they did it with Beauty and the Beast. They were like, oh my God, the gays. And they literally was LeFou dancing with a woman and then spinning around and then he ends up dancing with a man. It was like a second. It's interesting how they try to put that on us and say this, but there was a representative the other day, I was looking for the one from uh, Idaho, who had said that I went outside and I worked all day in the sun to try to figure out what it felt like to be a slave. Mm-hmm. And he was like, because this made up holiday of Juneteenth. He said, instead, by the end that for one day. Yeah, he said, I okay. wouldn't understand all day. Day. Okay. how it would feel to be a slave. And it's so crazy because the only thing I ended up coming out thinking was about all the kids that we abort. I choose the children instead of the slaves. Sir. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I cannot believe, and I'm like looking for his name because I want to put a name to it. Yeah, put I, the motherfucking, you know what? Let me get my producer on this as well. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I just simply can't believe that that's, where we are and I mean, the fact that he thinks the only thing the aspect of being a slave is working in the sun yeah <laughs> not to mention that you're owned, but for one day that you're separated from your family that you are like ostracized at every moment possible like you know it's just about working in the sun <laughs> i just can't yeah um so it's it, it's it's upsetting. He's a member of Congress, and it's just really like that's what people think, and they think that our um, holiday is made up. Yeah, uh, a rest- restaurant owner? No, a law firm in Maine is under uh, Steve King. See his name, is Steve King. Thank you for getting his name. That's his name. That's my his producer's name. coming in hot in my ear. I'm telling you what, 
Steve King. He compared gardening and abortion to slavery in the wild. Yeah, he's crazy. Wow. Wow. You know what? I hope he dies soon. Yeah, yeah. He needs to get up out of there. So I was saying the in Maine, a law firm in Maine is is under fire because they made a poster that said Juneteenth, da 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 da. Uh, like what did it say? Like who cares? Enjoy your fried chicken. Work, uh, work clothes. Enjoy your fried chicken and collard greens. <laughs> now, I don't mean to laugh, but I just cannot believe that it. That is so stupid. And, this, and you know what? I will enjoy my fried chicken. <laughs> I was about to say thank you. I will. They're fucking delicious. There, there's this one. <laughs> um, there's this other uh, guy um, who keeps being like, "Happy June twentieth. Uh, uh, Happy June twenty first. Happy June." 20th. He says, "Since y'all just made up a holiday, and every day he goes on, he's a congressman as well, and put Happy June twenty third, Happy June twenty fourth. He says, since you made something up." He's like, I'm working today on June 19th. This is you're not working. Like, you're well, first of all, it was a Sunday. Was, right, it was a weekend, so you ain't working. So you're just talking shit. You're just talking shit, and it's just like you have a lot of time to dedicate. To you, every morning he wakes up and does it, and like um, Ryan Mitchell, who's uh, guest of the podcast, he gets it right in his neck every day. He's what like, was Fuck you. what was that? Um, you had showed me like those two guys that were going around to Target. And we're gonna terrorize them, being like, because of the whole gay section in Target. Yeah, they went up. They went up to the worker in, Har- in Target. They say, uh, "Ma'am, uh, this offends me." And she was like, "What?" Oh, and she yeah. was like, folding clothes. She's like, "What?" He said, "This offends me." She said, "Well, then I don't go to customer service, and they'll give you the number." I don't know. He said, "Well, ma'am, I need you to remove it right now." She's like, no. "I just work here. I don't know." Like, I'm not getting involved. He's like, "Yeah, like, we're going all around the country." Like, they drove around with gas prices as high as they are, and I, they didn't look like they had my money. They drive it around, <laughs> going to Target, wasting gas. their time. Nobody's taking it out. Okay, just go. Okay, let's talk about gas prices and just call it a day. That's what you want, right? Let's talk about what you said. Let's talk about gas prices. Let's talk about gas prices. I am sick and tired of the right blaming Joe Biden, sleepy Joseph Joe, Robinette, <laughs> Robinette, Joseph Robinette. I feel like he is doing all he it's he did not raise the gas price. No, no how it works. It is the big oil. Bernie Sanders tweeted it today. It is the big oil companies who made like 80 plus billion dollars over the past year from raising the gas prices and their stock. They made X amount of billion dollars too. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden has nothing to do. He's literally trying to pass a gas holiday tax and the Republicans voted against it. Yeah. Yeah. The Republicans voted against it. Yeah. So they like high gas and people, please. I guess they love, yeah, they love to pay for gas. They like, love to pay for gas. Like, you know what? Raise the motherfucking gas price. I don't pay no gas. $10, $12, $15. Let's go. I got the court. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I got the court. No, way. no, but here's the thing at the end of the day, like, also stop going to the highest gas place in LA. I know who y'all are out there and taking a picture of that $7 gas sign. Like, it, yes, gas prices are high, but people are going to specific, like there are people who are driving around to the highest gas place to take a picture when they could go right across the street to Brookshire's and get that three ninety nine gas instead of going over there to that little country store and getting that seven eighty two gas. Like, quit playing. Also, we've been trained to do everything at home for the past two years. Yeah. Whatever you need to do is not that important. Do it at home. Get get your if you're so scared of this guy gas price. I hate people, man. I know, you don't hate people, Darrell. You hate Republicans because they're fucking evil <laughs> and they're they're contradictory and they're literally Satan on this planet. And I think I should take a break. 
Well, uh, yeah. I was like, take a sip. Adam, did you have something you want to? What are you talking about next? Next second. Oh, you have okay. All right. Well, with that said, guys, take a sip, and we're gonna take Braden to the HR office for a break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back to see if we are gonna be Wendy Williams or not. See you soon. <gasps> Welcome back. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Um, I just wanted to say um, most recently, most recently, Wendy Williams um, show ended um, after I believe it was 13, 14 years on air. Um, She was a talk show maven. Uh, Most people did not like or agree with a lot of things Wendy said and did. Uh, But, you know, you got to respect what she did in a way you know she i know a lot of people who tuned in for her hot topics i mean we went to the show we went to the show a few times i I got to do ask wendy once i won beyonce dance offs multiple times and every time they played get me body i won uh so yes wendy did have some questionable means but listen so does Mari, so does jerry springer all of them as well so but listen what happened to wendy was not fair as a black woman to be in a medium where she was so greatly disrespected. As we know, Wendy was suffering from Graves' disease and also substance abuse. Um, She took a hiatus from the show um, in 2021 and was replaced by many different co-hosts from Leah Remini to Michelle Visage. They hosted together as friends, Michael Rappaport, uh, Sherry Shepard. They were all of the hosts who were on the show. Sherry has recently got her own new show uh, that is gonna be airing this fall, where she's gonna be in the Wendy um, studio and then she's gonna be having that staff takeover. Also, EGOT winner Jennifer Hudson has her new show, so please check that out. Wendy Williams um, made a call to Jason Lee, who was a very uh, close, who is a very close friend of hers and talked about how the new owners of the show, because Wendy hasn't actually owned the show in a very long time, which I didn't realize, um, but I'm guessing with the uh, fall of her marriage, she didn't own the show and Yikes. they were going to throw all of her stuff away, meaning her office stuff, her great big purple chair, all the things that made Wendy show Wendy. Um, they set it out on the curb. Um, what and, else would you do in New York City with trash? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I mean, well, they didn't. The you want to pick it up? Well, the, well, the thing is, they didn't give, <laughs> from my understanding, they didn't give Wendy the time nor respect. It was like, if it's five, it was more like it's like. like by the way, your stuff's on the right. Street, it, it, you got five till five o'clock. Right, so and and, and it was four thirty, <laughs> and and so and she got to come from Jersey. So I think that <laughs> she does. It's all she lives in Jersey. She's not gonna make it there till seven. She, she got to try right. That's, she ain't that's so funny. But it's it's kind of <laughs> triggered. It's, it's a, right. It's upsetting because I think that Wendy gave a lot to to then be treated this way, and I think it's it's. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Listen, I know she was controversial and like obviously she needed to work on how she talked about her peers. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at the same time, like obviously she was popular enough to be on for 14 years. On and- daytime TV. Yeah, for- no, I'm giving her, her all dues. those props, right? Yeah. yeah. That's all great and all, but it's kind of like well, Ooh, sounds like you're mad at all. No, this is just I feel like this is just her come up and and, like, and, and I mean yeah, we do I've always been very vocal. He was like, I don't really care for her. No, and, and I'm not I'm not evil, but not I grandma her feels about so Ellen. I don't care that her her show got canceled. So I mean, but that's how my grandma feels about Ellen. But you know, I would yeah. want to say this before we move on to what uh I know Adam has a topic he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Wendy 
we, we do have to acknowledge, and I did it at the beginning of the show, but the whole how you doing actually came from her calling out people for being gay. And yeah. that was her way of making fun of them and calling them out of the closet. So okay. technically, how you doing ain't doing so well. Ooh, but speaking of canceled, yikes. just like Wendy Williams. <laughs> but now we got Sherry Shepard. Right. And that's fine. That's fine. So I don't know if anyone watches the Black Ink Crew, mm-hmm. uh, but Caesar Emanuel, <laughs> the only reason why was... I said, <laughs> No, I mean, me either. I, I watched it for like a season, like right. years ago. I actually right, right. am in a show with Don... You know that's filmed in Harlem on 125th. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually in a show with Don Broomfield from um, We're Both in uh, Sunday Together. He's a great actor. But he... Guy is getting canceled because a video of him abusing a dog just was released. Oh, I watched what Milan Crystal was talking about. I watched the video. It is it is a little sad. Like it's like he watched the yeah. So he like takes you can you don't like see it like you know up close. You it's like a security footage. So it's like from far away. But you see him like picking up like he kicks the dog and then he like goes and grabs a chair. And then like starts hitting the dog with it. What? Yeah, like goes OD. Anyway, VH1 has cut all ties. And so they made a statement today and we're like, unfortunately, this season, like this upcoming season has, has already been filmed. So there's really not much we can do about that. But here moving no, forward, moving like, forward, they're cutting ties. They, they can edit his scene out. They edited Sherry Pie out. They can edit him out. Mm-hmm. They can reduce them for sure. They can definitely reduce them. Mm-hmm. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, like what is what kind of like uh, punishment can you receive with that? Like it's caught on tape of you abusing like a, mm. an animal. Like can he be arrested? Like or, yeah, like, animal cruelty. Charged? Yeah, and, absolutely. Like, it's not. I'm sure none of that will like stick or anything like that. Yeah. But, like, so I'm gonna yeah. give uh, mm. the devil's advocate on this. Oh, I have something to say. So as someone who was attacked by a dog when mm-hmm. I was younger, um, they took the dog out back and killed it like once it attacked me because that's what you kind of do in the south that's what people do so i'm not giving an excuse because obviously what he did was wrong but i question did the dog make some kind of attack on a child or him or something to the point that that that's how he was defending himself uh, and not not that it makes an excuse i'm just saying as someone who's been through that with a wild animal in that case i've i just want to know i mean i hear what you're trying to say but if he were if he just shot a dog, then maybe you can make that argument. But right. if you're just hitting a dog and kicking it, like clearly well, you're abusing. Right. Well, maybe he didn't have. That's what I was saying. Maybe he didn't have the gun to shoot. I'm again not defending it. I'm just saying, like, was there something like was he punching a dog and the dog was there was a dog coming back at him in the video? No. That's so what I was trying it's to from like yeah. the garage's aspect. So you just see like the dog like exit, and then you hear him like whatever he's saying, and then the dog like circles back. But not like in an aggressive way. It's just like yeah. he like circles back, like, oh, let me go back to my owner. And then he We're like, talking about Michael oh. Vick. <laughs> right. That's a whole He's done his time. It's not a story. Um uh, but anyway, yeah. You the dog it doesn't ever look like the dog's attacked. Yeah. And I hear so that. I, I just am just, curious. He's to just know. taking out his anger on the dog. Okay. Because this isn't the first instance of abuse. apparently allegedly. The, um he beat his daughter while she was naked oh, in the shower wait what okay yeah. that's so, that, so there's like there's already there's there's couple issues. Issues. so there's anger issues and you know you Braden and myself famously lived with someone who beat a dog 
we saw it happen daily when we were in college at Texas State University. Mm-hmm. We saw a dog being choked out against the wall. And it was like putting a little, uh, what was it, the laser to make mm-hmm. the dog bump, bump his face against the wall and it was bleeding. Nose was bleeding. Oh, that was a second dog. That was, oh, that, was a that was the second dog. That was Alicia's dog that he would do the laser pointer so that oh. he would hit his snout on the wall yeah. and then, yeah, he would make himself bleed. We tried to call it. And I was so mad because I had to clean those walls. I had to clean the blood off the goddamn walls. We were living in a battered home and that's then we called the police. And then well, that's also before he pulled a gun out on all of us. Yeah, he was going, and then the police said, that's our friend. Ain't nothing happening. Y'all good. Y'all better get your ass back in the house. And so we went to IHOP at eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, but that was after camping out in my forerunner for like three hours. Yeah, we, we were in Brainstorm. We left our friend Daphne. Sorry, girl, if you're listening. Probably not. We left her in the house. I thought we were like, we hope he didn't shoot her. It's not funny. Oh, it was a, yeah, and I forgot to mention it was a little dog. Okay, that's it, important. It was, like a, it was like the size of a chihuahua. Okay, that's oh, important to know. No. Yeah, it was like a little, little puppy. Not puppy, oh. but like a dog. A little dog. Okay, that's important to know. Like, now I'm getting like blue. Yeah, it was. Yeah, crazy. we lived with Michael Vick for a while. Anyways, let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Let's talk about something extremely gay. Jesus. And happy. <laughs> Oof, we came out of a dark place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that the whole sentiment of pride, though? Like coming out of a, a dark place. Yeah. Rising above, yes. realizing like how important that we are, how much that we have to contribute to society. We have a lot. We have a lot. Um, you know, it's contribute. I meant contribute, but you know, <laughs> I know. I was gonna just slide. Um, I got what you're going with it. <laughs> you know, so many younger people. I feel like there was a couple of uh, times years ago we would say younger people would only go out, we were those younger people, to just dance and really not understand pride. I feel that the children that are growing up now are so interested in history and they are trying to learn a little bit more about pride and they are talking a little bit more about those things because you see the threat of rights being taken away. And so I think that that is, I think we're on a good path with that. Um, You know, yeah. And I think with shows like Queers Folk, the new uh, retelling, reimagining, yeah um really helps you know the the younger generation because now they have something this younger generation is very fucking lucky i tell you what yeah and i'll and i'll give this yeah, and i hate working with them they are so entitled <laughs> yeah i believe that oh 100 they are really hard to work with but we love their passion they're 100 <laughs> i i got some stories on that um but you know what I'll say about this new Queer's Folk, and this is not a spoiler alert because this is in the trailer if you've seen it, mm-hmm. and also in the log line, there's a group of friends basically um, in New Orleans who are recovering after an incident that changes their lives forever. So that incident very much mirrors what happened in Pulse um, in Orlando. Um, and it's a very well done show. I think that, yeah. you know, watching it is very... Um, it, it really holds a mirror up to Pride the series, I think, because uh, it does have a lot of a uh, lot of inspiration. Inspirations, I believe that we can see right down the character names. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely go check it out and and see what you guys think. I think it's what I think platform it's, is it on? It peacock. is on Peacock. Peacock. I want to see your Peacock. Yeah. Peacock. Um, peacock. You know we peacock. listen, and you do see a lot of cock. And 
pussies. So definitely check it out. Yeah, it's, it's it's got some great sex scenes. It's very. I feel like I also connect more very to this well one. done. I feel like I connect more also because you know you see people of color in there and you like it's more of a diverse cast. So you can whatever you want and you want to like. Yeah, I remember and watching Kim Cattrall. Kim. Control. <laughs> she said, "I'll do anything not to come back to Sex in the City. Y'all can do whatever y'all want with Samantha. I ain't doing I don't. I want to know how much she got paid to do this. Hmm. Well, there's a scene in it. She way more than she got paid for Sex in the City. You think so? I, I think hundred percent. Kim Cattrall is in high demand. She made the best decision of her acting career to not come back. To, like, what was that show called? And just like that, she made the best decision not to come back to that because she knew she was going to be in high demand, and she she played that smart. She yeah, she's in um, How I Met Your Father, which is oh yeah, yeah, she's doing that. She's doing um, Queer as Folk, obviously, and there's another show that she's doing. Then she had a fourth show, but that show got canceled. But she's like, I'm good, I'm still working. Um, she she's has some movies coming she's out. She's being petty with sex in the city. I don't think she is. Here's why I don't think she's being petty because whatever Sarah Jessica Parker did to her hurt her. And sometimes what I've learned, if someone hurts you enough, you do not have to continue sharing space with them. And you have every absolute right to. But the thing them. is, is they've never had a one on one conversation about it. And they're both open about that. They've never talked about whatever the problem was. Mm-hmm. They've never had a one-on-one face-to-face conversation about it. Yeah. I mean, I think a part of it was because Kim came into Sex of Sex in the City being the more well-known and more worked actress. She had done, she'd worked more than any of them. And sexier, most beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think that she did not feel that Sarah Jessica had all the women's back. And she she just didn't feel like Sarah Jessica was a girl's girl. And she was like, and, and for her, if they would have came to her and said, Kim, this is the money you're going to be making. You're going to be an EP. She would have said, oh, let's share that with everybody. Sarah just now did that with, and just like that. Before mm-hmm. and just like that, she shared no producer's credits. She didn't say everybody should get the same money. She just now did that with this. But in Devil's Advocate, why is it Sarah's decision who is going to be an EP? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't seem like that's in her control. Well, it is when she's best friends with Michael Patrick King. And I mean, they, they developed say it. that, but like... I mean, they developed... Can't... They were on another show, the, what was a divorce that he created for her that she like did with him. I think... Sure, it's just like, you can't necessarily say like, she has the... She doesn't actually have that power. I don't know. I think that... She has she, the influence. She has the influence. influence. And sometimes... And oh, that's a good word. And yeah. sometimes influence is everything. And I, and I think, so it's just like we don't know and, and i think that you know speaking up for people when you're all in something together you know i famously remember um angela Juan ellis spoke about will smith and how she went to him and said for king richard she said this is what they paying me and you know this and that he was just like what he said no i'm going to raise your salary and actually every female on this i didn't realize that's what you're not being paid and i think that sometimes people just need someone to advocate for them octavia spencer said very famously she said i wasn't making shit she said on a, on a movie that she did and i forgot who she she said spoke up for her um i believe it was uh jessica chastain spoke up for her on the help and was like no no, no she needs that's to be- so sweet who's gonna speak up for us because i'm ready to make some money 
Um, well, Brayden, we're working on that. You know, we're gonna try to find some. You can try and stream Pride on Tubi TV. That would be great. John and I watched the pilot episode yesterday. Oh, that's that's so sweet. That's yeah, so- we look so great in the pilot. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Pride real quick for yeah. all, everybody out there. So I just want to go around the table and ask a question. Uh, what was y'all's memory that you can remember of filming Pride that was either that we can Pride? remember? <laughs> right, that you can remember because we old because we're old. We drank a lot partaked a lot, smoked a lot, and whatever. So let's talk about our favorite memory slash maybe a memory that wasn't so fond in Pride. Um, I'm not going to go first. I'll go first. Go first. Go um, I had a great time, obviously. One thing that um, <laughs> that just like stuck out as like, was, I mean, I don't know if I can, I don't care. Yeah. Um, was kissing the... Um, like the drug dealer man yeah. in the, the first episode. the businessman yeah no was second episode second like yeah um yeah no um i've had a lot of like stage kisses on-screen kisses but that one probably takes the cake for the worst oh no kiss experience of my life. <laughs> he had like a chicken peck thing going on Ew. there were no lips oh. like it was just weird it was like my lips were on like cold plastic. Just oh like, no! I, yeah. Was that tongue? I don't remember. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then um, the director kept having us do it. I think we did it like four or five times. I'm surprised you were able to move. You were on melatonin. Yeah, that. That, <laughs> yeah, that story too. And then I take out an e tab in that scene, and little did I know. I was, was being, it a real e tab? No, 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 no. I was being fed melatonin. Which are which? Oh, oh, okay. And I used to work overnight, so I had to work at midnight. And I was like, "What am I taking?" She said, "Melatonin." I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you? Why would you give me an actual drug? First of all, <laughs> you were taking like that's not a drug. A tic tac. A tic tac. Right. Damn. So, what about you, Ashley? Um. Oh God. Jesus, where do we start? There's so many memories. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one was definitely like the shrooms trip. <laughs> that was wild. We just all packed our stuff and um, road tripped on it. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> literally, Scott. Not Scott. Um, Aaron Mateus. Oh literally, God. he was basically brought on that trip to make out with Brandon. Yeah, he was not necessary. Like it, not that necessary. literally was the only scene, but it was like a whole weekend. It's just like, did we just invite him here just so Brandon can make out with him? Pretty much. So that was funny. And actually, a very fond memory had nothing to do with Pride, but um when we were filming the second season, it was around The Walking Dead. Mm. And it was the whole big Negan killing Glenn with the baseball bat yeah. thing which was like a very iconic tv moment and it was just like all of us were exhausted and we've been filming all day but we were like we have to watch this episode so there was like i don't know like 10 12 of us and we were all crowded in our living yeah. room and we like watched that episode and everybody was like so into it as if we were in like they were sobbing like, yeah people were crying like we were yelling at the tv like but it was such a great bonding moment yeah. where all of us were just sitting there watching this like Epic Walking Dead episode. So mm, yeah. that was a fun That's memory. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brayden, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, I guess, like, if you want to get real, my probably, and this is going to sound really selfish, but I am who I am. My, like, probably favorite experience was filming my paint episode. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know. I I feel like that's the some of the best acting that I've ever done. Um, I mean, it was kind of like cinema magic. It was, I it was it was very well done. I was, was just like, well like I'm about to cry right now. Like it was just, I don't know. I was just so into it because of like the story, Darrell, that you had written. Like the script was just like so. I don't know. I just like let myself go and like felt that character. And mm, just did it. I don't know. If you will. Wow. It was really fun to play with the paint and just like fucking let go and express, you know. That's one of my favorite scenes of all the pride. Yeah, it was me too. I mean, just the colors too were just like so beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it was so well done. And like the thing about that scene, that wasn't even how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Originally, we had written that you were in an art studio and had like an That's right. paint. And like uh, yeah. at the very last minute, the director, Brandon Kennedy, he said, would y'all mind if we actually get the paint on your wall instead of the easel? We had bought an easel too. And I, and like, I remember being like, can I just storm in like and like run down the hall and like do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, that, what, and what were you listening to in your headphones, Brayden? And I remember talking to the director. I was like, I cannot do this scene unless I'm listening to Clarity in my headphones. Which back then in the day when we were, I don't even know who the artists are. I can't remember, but it was like, um, shoot, do y'all remember that song, Clarity? Yeah, you my Clarity? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going Zed. through Zed. Zed, yeah. Like in a moment in my life when I was like wanting clarity and like, well, shit, I fucking still do, to be honest. But like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Great. It just really like touched my soul. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to give this scene what I want to give unless I can listen to the song. So please let me have my headphones in. Yeah. What was so good about that? Well, did you have a moment that you didn't like before we move on? Yeah, I can tell you this. This was the first episode, season one, episode one. I felt extremely uncomfortable having to kiss two different men in the same shot. Yeah. Funny, funny you brought that up, (laughs) Brayden. That is so funny because last night, Ashley and I were watching the pilot and I said, we just got Brayden kissing everybody. (laughs) Yeah. But like, not just that. There was everybody at, that came to all of our extras. Shout out to extras if you're out there and you're listening to this. Every single extra who came to that ended up making out with somebody. ended up making out <laughs> and like pseudo hooking up. Like I mean, you were. I mean, people met first day. It's like, hey, what's I up? I mean, I felt extremely uncomfortable, and that is not who I am as a person. I'm extremely like a monogamy person. Yeah, um, a boy giving you head actually to open the show, like the head in bed. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's not me. I, that's awesome. No, I the first episode and we oh, well, it. yeah. 
Yeah, oh, we yeah, only yeah. show Braden just moaning and biting his lip instead of like showing. Okay, him. Yeah, that's not. I've that, okay. Now I'm even more uncomfortable right now. <laughs> you said I'm embarrassed. Yeah, no, I. So what I actually loved about the se- season one, and I've been thinking about this a lot, there was just something so organic to the way the show was. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many locations in season one. We shot on the subway. Mm-hmm. We went uh, to Massachusetts and shot. We went to Brooklyn and shot. We shot scenes in the park. Uh, with uh, Lindsay Hicks and uh, Penny, like that we shot everywhere where we could shoot because at that time, digital series, at the time they were just called web series, they were just kind of getting started. So SAG and the union didn't really know what to do with them and they didn't really know how to govern to tell you where you could and couldn't film we got to be on our rooftop adam brayden had a scene on top of our roof yeah like we can't we, get up there now we can't, we, we can't even oh, get to the floor. so good in that scene yeah, yeah like we everybody looked really good and like the you know and i say this all the time you know shout out to brandon and cj because the way you guys directed and and lit that second seat like it the, the lighting and everything on the first season was was brilliant uh second season i loved as well second season was more contained i felt like like what ashley was saying we were more close together we spent a lot more time together we were literally mm-hmm. did two to three overnight shoots back to back like crazy people um one funny memory that i really i guess didn't like but did was me running down the street with beans and and rice trying to feed people <laughs> and then teresa and i having to go somewhere in a u-haul truck but then we hit a cab and then we got out and Teresa was like baby i'm so sorry we can't we how much money do you need like i can just pay you and we ain't got to do it and he was just like no nah, we just call the police she said, we don't have time we gotta get back to set they're calling me i walked right in and did my scene so you know while pride was insane and the way we did it, I feel like personally, for me at least, it prepared me for to be in the industry. Like when Ashley and I have done work on General Hospital and they're running behind, I was like, eh, I get it. I'm good to yeah. work. Right. You know, when like it comes that and combined as like I'm working at Love and Hip Hop, I know Adam can attest to that. Like it's just like those things that when you first start out, they really kind of set you up for like yeah. things that are happening. I also world. really enjoyed working with Melissa Disney like as my mom I was like I was floored uh, to act with Melissa I was extremely nervous to act with Melissa Disney yeah I mean the I I like in the second season that we got to work with the adults a little bit more those who have been doing for a while so to act with as told by Ginger um to work with Tony Head as me and Ashley's dad, mm-hmm. um, Lauren B. Martin, Martin Eileen Kristen, yeah. Scott Turner, Schofield, those people came mm-hmm. in and really elevated all of us. I saw us really take those moments with acting, but we have beautiful moments in season one too. But listen, those parties in season one, Brayden, when you go watch Queer as Folk, they literally take the party from season one of Pride, episodes one and three, and replicate them. To the point where a character gets up and says, I need to make an announcement with a like bottle like I did. Like it's a whole thing. And there's but a like were they really drinking alcohol like we were or I don't know. There's a character really smoking like we were. Right. There's a character oh. named Lena Buffet. Like there's like it's very, very, very pride. It's crazy. Yeah, like Ashley was saying, like, there's just no way <laughs> that someone over there didn't like draw inspiration from there's no way no way somebody on the creative team saw pride the series right for sure they literally kept having parties inside of this guy's house which is what we the drag queen's name is literally lanita buffet Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not nice. So, but you know what? I'm happy that we can inspire people out there to continue going. So guys, you know, this has been a great Pride Kiki as always. We are still doing this. We are still here. We're still queer. We're still doing it 365 days a year. Everyone, please be safe out there in, in all your Pride celebrations. Yes. As you know, we talked about what's happening with guns. I mean, people have access to them and we really want to be safe. We want to make sure that we look at our exit spots, that we that we look out for each other. If you have to get on the text chain with people, do that. Um, again, I really appreciate you guys tuning in for another Pride with the Core 4 uh, Pride, the podcast. Uh, my name is Darrell Anthony. You can find me on social media, Darrell Anthony. Search me and see my big-headed picture on the corner. <laughs> Well, I do have a really big head. I do have a, re- I do have a big, my mama said I got a long head, but like since I done gained weight, oh, it's just not fat head. head. Yeah, it's fat. <laughs> you got a big ass head. You do too. You got you a big know. old rock head. <laughs> Listen, I'm going right now, we all got a big ass head. We yeah. do. We have big ass Our heads head. are huge. <laughs> you can find me, Adam Andrew Rios, at Box Wine Poppy with a zero mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Um, yeah. We need to post some TikTok. You didn't yeah. say Twitter. I did. Oh, you did? I said it's not safe to It's not safe. It is not. It's definitely not. You back on your bullshit. I definitely see it. This is the part in the show and I'm like, let's skip over Adam's. No! (laughs) It's a a staple. You can find me, Ashley, at Ashley Yarn M on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitters, and TikTok too, you know? So why not? Mm -hmm. And I am Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram, not Facebook, because fuck Russia, because we all are Ukrainian. Um, that's all I have to say. Brady don't have his password. You're you on Twitter. Like oh yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, that's more of like like politics. I mean, if you want to hear what I have to say about politics, please follow me on Twitter. Yeah. I think everybody knows what, how you feel about politics. I think everybody knows. You know what? Not enough people, Ashley, because everybody needs to get out and V-O-T-E, especially yeah. during these primaries. So you know what? Those Follow me important. on Twitter. Let me inspire you. Mr. Brain Bradley on Twitter. All of these primaries are coming up in 2022, and we have got to protect the House, and we have got to protect the Senate. So get out there and follow me, and I will inspire everyone. And my mom is running for office, and so am I. So just let me know if you want to support. My Venmo is just kidding. Oh, well, hold the door then. I love it. Amen. I love it. Well, happy Pride, guys, again. We love you, and thank you for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.